Come through the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to check out the website, catchhookshoot.com. You can find the podcast and all the videos and interviews and all that kind of good stuff there as well. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Catch, Hook, Shoot for all your t-shirt needs. And you can find all that and more on our link tree, which is Linktree slash Catch, Hook, Shoot. Or scan the little QR code right there in the corner of your screen if you're watching on YouTube. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So let's jump into everything going on in the uh, crazy world of pro wrestling this week. Starting it off like we have been uh, the last few weeks with our lead story. Alright, so uh, like I said the last few weeks since we started this segment, the lead story is basically my my favorite storyline of the week. Um, whatever that might be as far as uh, a new storyline starting up or uh, just uh, the advancement of an ongoing storyline, whatever that might be. This week we're talking about MLW and I'm talking about the, the storyline with Richard Holiday and uh, Alexander Hammerstone, the dynasty with uh, Contra Unit and now it's involving uh, Caesar Duran from uh yeah formerly of uh, of lucha underground uh, as well as alicia toot now the, the thing with alicia and holiday has been kind of like a slow build for quite a while um you know the the relationship between the two of them it's like they hate each other but there there's like a little spark there and i i just find it a very interesting storyline uh, and this week on mlw fusion uh, we saw Richard Holiday lose his Caribbean title to King Muertes, who, of course, is a, a minion of Caesar Duran, so to speak. So a uh, lot, lot of moving parts in this. And like I said, it inv- it's involving Contra Unit. And now uh, Caesar Duran and his uh, group or you know, he seems to be, um, I don't know if he's necessarily building his own faction or uh, exactly what's going on with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm liking I'm liking this whole storyline. Like I said, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of aspects to this. So if you haven't checked out MLW, I definitely suggest checking it out. They're, they're all over the place. I mean, you can get their shows on YouTube. They're also on BN Sports. I believe, believe they're on Fight TV as well. Uh, I don't know. They, they're all over the place. So <laughs> check out MLW. Uh, I'm I'm really really liking this storyline, so let's uh, keep rolling right along into the next segment here, which is uh, my basically my favorite match of the week, and it's called the match of the week. All right, so this week's match of the week is from the WWE Crown Jewel event that took place on Thursday from uh, Saudi Arabia, and that was the uh, the Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins. I mean that. <clears throat> I don't think Edge and Rollins could put on a bad match if they wanted to, but they just kind of took it to a whole nother level in this one. This was the third match, basically, in a trilogy of matches between these guys. 
Uh, stuff got very personal throughout the course of this uh, this rivalry with Rollins uh, basically trying to take out Edge, re-injure his neck, showing up at Edge's house, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And it all culminated in this, this Hell in a Cell match where they pretty much just beat the living shit out of each other for <laughs> for a good little while there. And uh, Edge, of course, was, uh, was victorious in that match, but just a, a fantastic match between these two guys. And if you... Did not see the uh, the Crown Jewel event for one reason or another. I know a lot of people take issue with WWE doing these shows. Not going to get into any of that right now. But, uh, yeah, if you have not seen this match, I definitely suggest checking it out because it, it is a fantastic Hell in a Cell match with these guys. And it stayed in the cell. You know, it didn't go on top of the cell. Nobody flew off the cell. None of that kind of stuff. It stayed, you know stayed within the confines of the cell, which uh, you, you don't see a whole lot anymore with Hell in a Cell matches, so I thought that was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, that is the uh, the match of the week this week. Edge versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell from WWE Crown Jewel. So, next up is my top three highlights of the week, and that is called the three count. First up on the three count from AEW Dynamite on uh, Saturday, we saw a confrontation between Bobby Fish and CM Punk. I like this. I cannot wait to see this match. I believe they announced it's going to happen this Wednesday on Dynamite, actually. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Fish had a match and, uh, you know, took uh, took some liberties with his opponent after the match. CM Punk came out and made the save and uh, just, you know, started off started off this uh, this new rivalry with, uh, with Punk and Fish. And I, I, the match between these two is going to be outstanding. I already know that. That's that's already an early contender for match of the week for next week. Uh, number two on the three count from Impact Bound for Glory, which actually just ended right before I started recording the show tonight. Uh, awesome Kong inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Uh, definitely well-deserved. I mean, uh, you know, it could be argued Awesome Kong quite possibly the most important Impact knockout uh, in the history of Impact, you know, uh, her and uh, her and Gail Kim pretty much, you know, started the Knockouts division. It was built around them. So uh, yeah, Awesome Kong, well deserved going into the Impact Hall of Fame. Awesome induction speech from Gail Kim, introducing her. So uh, congratulations to Awesome Kong. Number three on the three count, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch had a uh, basically the main event segment on SmackDown this week where they were basically trading championships. You know, Charlotte being the Raw Women's Champion, Becky the SmackDown Women's Champion, they got drafted to opposite brands, so they had them uh, exchange the titles. Kind of the same way the New Day and uh, the Street Profits had to do last year with the tag team titles. But, uh, you know, I mean, there, there's other things they could do besides these just title exchanges. I mean... You know, somebody could have lost the title or something, you know. I, I think the the exchanges are a little bit lame in my opinion, but it is what it is. But uh, the interesting part about this was uh, Charlotte apparently went off script a little bit, uh, apparently not happy herself with the, this particular way of doing things, and uh, took the Raw Women's title and basically just threw it on the ground, or on the mat as it were, because they were standing in the ring. And uh, apparently that was not part of the plan, and... Uh, you know, she uh, supposedly, this is coming from the uh, the dirt sheets, but uh, caught some heat backstage, was asked to leave the building, which, uh, I mean, it was the end of the show. I, I'm assuming she would have been leaving the building anyway. But, um, and apparently her and uh, her and Becky had some words backstage after, uh, after the show. So, 
Yeah, and of course, this again, starting up uh, more rumors about Charlotte possibly leaving WWE to go to AEW. Uh, Andrade put out uh, a very straightforward post to WWE, basically, not basically, literally said, F-U-W-W-E is exactly what the tweet said. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody knows Andrade, Charlotte Flair are are an item. They are engaged. So, uh, you know, again, starting up more rumors. Is Charlotte leaving WWE to go to AEW? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Charlotte and Becky's uh, title exchange, not uh, not exactly going smoothly, I would say. So uh, let's get into some other stuff going on this week. Uh, WWE, we have a new king and queen of the ring, uh, Zelina Vega, the first winner of the Queen's Crown Tournament. Uh, and I, I like Zelina winning the Queen's Crown. I like, I, I, you know, I, I like the idea that the first queen should be a heel. It, it just, to me, just makes sense. I, I don't know if, if you guys agree with me or not, but... You know, the, the first queen needed to be a heel, and I think Zelina was a good choice for that one. And uh, as far as King of the Ring, Xavier Woods is the King of the Ring. And, uh, you know, I he uh, was definitely the sentimental favorite going in. He had been campaigning and lobbying for this for, for however long it was, uh, quite a long time. And, you know, he that, that was like, that was his, his one big dream, big goal in WWE. He wanted to be King of the Ring. And now he has accomplished that, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. So Xavier Woods is your new king of the ring. Uh, on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar got himself suspended for beating the crap out of Roman Reigns and the Usos and some officials, and he F5'd Adam Pearce a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, Brock indefinitely suspended. So, uh, basically, that means Brock's going to be off TV for a while. You know, he, he had his uh, had his contractually obligated match. I'm sure he'll be back in six months or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, see you later, Brock Lesnar. Uh, NXT is having another Halloween Havoc-themed event uh, coming up this coming Tuesday. And uh, Braun Breaker getting his first shot at the NXT Championship uh, at that event, taking on Tommaso Ciampa. We're also going to see the debut of Solo Sokoa, who uh, is uh, Seifa Fatu, who is the brother of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Uh, of course, not being promoted as uh, the brother of the Usos, so he's, you know, obviously going to be on his own thing, but he'll be making his debut as well. Moving into some AEW stuff, uh, Orange Cassidy, Brian Danielson, and Eddie Kingston have all advanced in the uh, World Championship Eliminator Tournament. A little bit of a scary spot in Eddie Kingston's match. He was taking on Lance Archer. Archer went for a moonsault and landed right on the top of his head and literally bounced off of his head. It was terrifying to watch. Thankfully, uh, looks like he's not severely injured um you know he was posting on social media afterwards um he was moving around immediately after after it happened you know move, moving his arms and legs and was able to roll out of the ring and stand on his own walk to the back under his own power and stuff like that so all very very good signs by all accounts not seriously injured thankfully because that spot was was terrifying to watch so and you know, a guy the size of Lance Archer, all of that weight coming down on his head, it could have been disastrous. So, uh, yeah, Lance Archer, thankfully, appears to be okay. But, yeah, uh, Cassidy, Danielson, and Kingston all advance in the Eliminator Tournament. And, uh, 
Yeah, Sting caught a bit of a beatdown on uh, on Dynamite this week. He uh, came out for an interview with Tony Schiavone. He got interrupted, of course, because uh, Sting always gets interrupted. That just seems to be the thing. Um, interrupted by MJF, you know, talking about Darby Allen. And uh, so Sting went after MJF. And, of course, we had Wardlow and Sean Spears come out. And, uh, yeah, Sting just caught a three-way beatdown from all three of them. And this, of course, I'm sure is leading to a match between MJF and Darby Allen coming up at uh, at full gear, I would assume. So I'm um, interested to see how, how this is going to continue to play out. And then we saw afterwards, we saw a backstage segment with MJF and uh, kind of confronted, I would say, by Wardlow uh, asking, you know, what, what was that all about last week when uh, MJF just kind of threw Wardlow to Sting so he could run out of the ring and... Uh, yeah, and now I guess MJF says uh, Sean Spears is Wardlow's accountability buddy. I, I think uh, MJF watches a little too much South Park. But uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, and then we had the uh, the first matchup for the women's TBS title tournament tonight. Ruby Soho advanced in that, uh, in that match with a win over Penelope Ford. <clears throat> and then in the main event of Dynamite, uh, Cody Rhodes finally got a victory over Malachi Black. Uh, very good match between those two, actually. Uh, co- the the fans seem to be, not seem to be, the fans are turning on Cody Rhodes. So uh, I think we may see heel Cody coming up here sooner rather than later. Uh, I'll have to see how that one's going to play out. Uh, Impact Bound for Glory was tonight, as I said, just finished up right before I started recording here. Uh, Jordan Grace is the first Impact Digital Media champion, winning the uh, the six-way match for that championship. A lot of new champions in Impact. Actually, every championship changed hands tonight except for the tag team titles. The, uh, the Good Brothers are still the tag team champions they managed to retain. But uh, Jordan Grace is the first ever digital media champion. Uh, Inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics in WWE, uh, defeated Rosemary and Havoc for the uh, the Knockouts tag team titles. Trey Miguel is your new X Division champion. He uh, got the victory in that uh, triple threat match for the uh, the vacant X Division championship. Moose won the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, so which is basically like the equivalent of uh, WWE's Money in the Bank. Uh, Mickey James once again is your Knockouts champion, getting the victory over Diana De- Perrazzo. And Josh Alexander defeated Christian Cage for the Impact World title, uh, but only managed to hold that title for a couple of minutes because Moose immediately cashed in that Call Your Shot trophy, and he is your new Impact World champion. Um, moving on to some MLW news. I already talked about uh, King Muertes defeating Richard Holiday for the uh, the Caribbean Championship. And Calvin Tankman defeated Matt Cross to advance in the Opera Cup. Uh, some New Japan news. The G1 Climax has concluded. Winner of the tournament is Kazuchika Okada. He picked up a win in the final over Kota Ibushi uh, via referee stoppage. Actually, Ibushi uh, was injured in that match. So Kazuchika Okada is the G1 Climax winner, and he will get the, uh, the World Championship match coming up at Wrestle Kingdom in January. And then... Uh, just some miscellaneous news here. Um, some actually some uh, some bad news this past week. Ace Austin and GM Miller apparently lost uh, all of their possessions in uh, in a house fire. There, um, you know, luckily that nobody was hurt. They were able to get their their pets out. You know, so uh, everything on you know on that note is is good. But uh, all of their actual like possessions and stuff like that was lost in the fire. Uh, there is a, a GoFundMe if you check on uh, social media, you'll be able to find that. 
And also we had a uh, statement from Kylie Ray put out uh, this weekend as well. And she is uh, taking a step back from pro wrestling. She's had a bit of a, uh, a relapse with some of her mental health issues as well as some substance issues that she was, you know, kind of self-medicating for those mental health issues. And uh, apparently, you know, hasn't been hasn't been the best situation. So she is taking a step back to kind of get herself back on track. And, of course, I've said many times, Kylie Ray, not just one of my favorite wrestlers, but one of my favorite people. So you know best best wishes and best of luck to her hope to you know hope to see her back in the ring very very soon um now mind you she said she's taking a step back she didn't say she's retiring didn't say she's quitting or anything like that she's just you know ta taking some time to take care of herself so which is you know obviously something that everybody needs to do so uh yeah always you know best wishes and all all of our support to uh, to Kylie Ray so that uh, pretty much wraps up all the news and all that kind of stuff for the week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G and he's here with the Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey to wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with a highly edited couple weeks recap of this Indie Cut. It's been a busy time in the wrestling world. So I begin with uh, Sari, October 9th. And Russell Carnival Pure from Nottingham, England. And that's pretty much where a lot of the Ring of Honor people went over and uh, had a nice couple matches with uh, the UK world. <clears throat> so we had Joe Henry defeat Jay Joshua. Alex Windsor defeated Jordan Grace. And in a Pure Rules match, Chris Ridgeway took on Jonathan Gresham to a double countout. It had to be a really good match. You know, go and in a countout. Uh, to over to top wrestling, Martinez Gaff Party Five All Day Stars uh, from Dublin, Ireland. So for the OTT gender neutral title three-way match, uh, Session Marth Martina defeated champion Mark Haskins and Terry Thatcher. And in a tag match, it was the United Empire with Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and Will Ospreay defeating Scotty Davis, Shoto Umino, and Yoda Suji. Yeah, that'd be good. Back here in the States, we had Standalone Wrestling, The Big Bang, from Lacey Township, New Jersey, where the Blue, War Blue World Order was in action with Hollywood Nova, The Blue Meanie, and power and the power child defeating Titus, Rick Ratchet, and Trax. That had to be pretty fun. <laughs> uh, back to Defy Wrestling in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Viva Van defeated Vert Vixen. And in a no DQ 20 out of rules tag match, Brody King and Eddie Kingston uh, defeated Ethan HD and Shaft. What a tag team. Eddie and Brody. Pretty cool there. Now to GCW Fight Club Mox vs. Gage from Act City, New Jersey on Fight TV. So this is an awesome show, of course. Alex Zane defeated Leo Rush and Ninja Mac <laughs> in 11 minutes of insane action. Uh, Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie defeated Joey Janela and Marco Stunt. So yes, Marco is finally in action somewhere. 
Jordan Oliver defeated Atticus Kogar finally. Uh, even though at the end of the match, Atticus attacked Jordan and gave him some spikes in the head. So Jordan got a little blood. I guess it happens to everyone, right? For the internet title and GCW career match, uh, Matt Cardona retained his internet title, defeating Effie uh, and saving his career. Uh, in a seven-way scramble, Jimmy Lloyd defeated Ace ASF, Braden Lee, Calvin Tankman, Dante Leon, Kringle Loco, and Thunder Rosa, who was a surprise appearance and <laughs> really cool. But somehow Jimmy Lloyd won that match. Whatever. Uh, Six-man tag, we had AJ Gray, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice defeated Akira, Alex Clone, and G. Raver. Uh, pretty much the uh, Death Rules match, guys. <laughs> uh, then we had Shane Mercer defeat Yoya. Now, I'm guessing this was the match Yoya got hurt in, where he couldn't perform at Warrior Wrestling, because that was the last action he saw until uh, yesterday. So, although he was... He did appear at Warrior Wrestling VIP. He just did not wrestle. So, uh, hope he's all better. He had to be if he wrestled that, if he fought last night. So, then to the main event for the GCW World Title in a death match, champion John Maxley retained against Nick Gage in a very bloody, all over the place match. It lasts about 19 minutes. Uh, toward the end of the match, Maxley's back was completely bloodied and battered and I could almost see a hole in his lower back so I don't know how he was able to do dynamite the next night or next week the week whatever but yeah he was destroyed and Gage pretty much came out like it was a regular day at the office so, but fun match if you guys if you can see it it is I did see it on YouTube somewhere so, so look it up that you might find it and then we go down to Mexico and AAA heroes and mortes and mortals 14 for the Copa Antonio Pena match. Uh, Pimpinella Escalera won that, defeating Errol Star, Arreiz, Arjenas, Kyra, Mamba, Sexy Star, Viano Third Jr., and Toxine. A uh, pretty cool opener. Then we had uh, Dinamitas, Alcutaro, Forcero, and Sanchon. Uh, they defeated Carter Brower Jr., Moga Coda Jr., and Tito Santana. Not that Tito Santana. Uh, that was a really good match between those six. Uh, for the AAA World Tag Titles, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. retained against Vikingo and Laredo Kid. Of course, we all know the uh, Lucha Brothers held on because then they lost it on AEW. And then this also took the eye of uh, Kenny Omega challenging Vikingo, and that will happen in December, I believe. So, can't wait to see that match. Then in a cage match of six-man tag, not really a tag, the six-man action, uh, DMT Azul, Puma King, and our friend Sam Adonis uh, defeated Dave the Clown, Psycho Clown, uh, I mean, yeah, Psycho Clown, and Murder Clown, and a uh, pretty grueling matched uh, so of course all blood all over the place but uh they all had to leave the ring at one point and uh sam had a uh, one of his friends from cml be uh harley quinn and she was <laughs> she was a wild woman and if you, if you could watch this you know where on a cubs fan on twitch uh pretty cool match and 
know, it leads to more down the road, I'm sure. Now to Sunday, October 10th. Noah Grand Square 2021 in Osaka. Uh, for the Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles, we had Eita and Osawa defeating Osusi Koteji and Hanjimi O'Hara to become the champions. And then for the Heavyweight Title, we had Katsuhiko Nakajima defeating champion Namichi Miller Fuji to become the champion. Uh, over to Red Pro Live in Southampton 14. So Red Pro is back in action with Will Ospreay defeating Michael Oku by referee's decision. In about a 30-minute match. That had to be awesome to see. Maybe I will go back and watch that. Back in the States, Empire State Wrestling, fourth and gold from Buffalo, New York, on IWTV. Uh, for, the, for their heavyweight title, champion Daniel Garcia defeated Davey Richards in a instant classic for that promotion and pretty much anywhere for the week. Really cool match. Uh, Davey almost won it, uh, but uh, Garcia pulled out in the end. To GCW The Aftermath, also from Atlantic City, New Jersey, on Fight TV. This is the next day. So we had Ninja Mac uh, defeating Everett Connors, Frontman Jay, Gringo Loco, Marcus Mathers, and Nate Webb. Pretty cool opener. Nice to see Ninja Mac keep on putting on great performances. Uh, AJ Gray defeated Colby Carino, or I should say destroyed Colby Carino. Uh, Tony Deppen defeated Dante Leon. Uh, Alex Zane defeated Starboy Charlie. An awesome match there. Calvin Tankman defeated ASF. Uh, and then in a bit of a shocker to me, uh, Ali Catch defeated Mercedes Martinez. I don't know how that's leading up to anything, but Ali beat Mercedes. Right. And then in a fun match, Monero Suzuki uh, defeated Joey Janela. Uh, yeah, and so the tour of Suzuki continues, and uh, that match was actually pretty fun. Uh, Joey held his own and put in a couple good chops. You know, Minero was like, come on, bring it, man. <laughs> what are you doing? So watch that match. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. On to Tuesday, October 12th, uh, CLLL. Uh, for the Mexican National Lightweight Heavyweight title, uh, Angel Diura defeated Felino. Become the champion. No reason I'm talking about CMLL. Uh, on to Thursday, October 14th, and Defy was back in action. Hell Bent was the show, but from Los Angeles, California. Uh, Christopher Daniels defeated Tanya Garcia. Eddie Kingston defeated Rocky Romero. Uh, in Tag Action, uh, Bestia 666 and Mecha Wolf defeated Matt Vandergriff and Titus Alexander. And for the tag team titles, uh, Eddie Pearl and Ricky Gibson, who are champions, defeated uh, Joral Nelson and Royce Isaacs. So that'd be a fun show. And then beyond Uncharted Territory, episode two, uh, Chris Dickinson defeated Victor Benjamin, Willow Nightingale defeated Lady Frost, and Josh Alexander defeated Alec Price. And a very good match between those two. Uh, first time seeing Alec, and I'm sure won't be the last. To Friday, October 15th. Paradigm Pro Wrestling. I talked about so many results on Warrior as well, but I'll go to them here. For the MidwestTerritory.com title match, champion Calvin Tankman took on Shane Mercer to a 15-minute no contest. 
as they both kind of uh, tossed the referee away. So the referee just called the match. But they were, that was a great match between those two. If that could be on Ring of Honor or MLW or AEW, um, someone get that on regular TV. That'd be great. Uh, Davey Richards put it on, defeated Cole Radrick. A real good showing there. And for their title, paradigm title, Suge D uh, defeated Myron Reed to become the champion. A pretty nice match there. Uh, then later that night, they put on As the Rush Comes, uh, and I also on IWTV, which was the UWFI rules show. So Austin Connolly defeated Rick Davey Richards uh, by a brutal knee uh, strike to the head as Davey tried to do a leg leg grab down low and just ate a knee. Uh, for the super middleweight title, uh, Jordan, champion Jordan Blade defeated Janai Kai. In, uh, ankle lock, I do believe. And then for the vacant, vacant brass knuckles title, Ron Mathis defeated Bobby Beverly, Flash Thompson, Josh Crane, and Mo Atlas uh, to become the champion. To Saturday, October 16th. Uh, there was a Tokyoshi Pro show. Um, Miyu Watanabe defeated Moko Miyamoto. Uh, Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki defeated Hironako and Naokakuda. And Maki Udo with Mia Yamashita defeated Ikari Noah and Marika Kobashi. Uh, that was actually a fun match to watch, so check that out. Uh, Starting to go back to regular uh, shows. So, uh, Fuki Gendeth and Ruaka defeated Azumi and Lady C. Yutami Hayashita defeated Rina. Saki Kashima and Starlight Kid defeated Hanan and Mayu Iwatani. Uh, Hozuki and Kaguma teamed up to take on Momo Watanabe and Saya Kamatani to a 15-minute draw as they get ready for Tag League. And then eight women action, Himeka, Maika, Natsupoi, and Siri uh, defeated Mina Sirikawa, Tam Nakano, Yunagi Saka, and Waka Tsukuyama. I'll get that name correct sooner or later. Progress was back in action with Chapter 124. Uh, K Corn, uh, where they held progress revelations of divine love for some matches with Araijo defeating Lana Austin and Sky Smithson defeating Laura Di Matteo. For the progress tag titles, uh, champions Star Charlie Sterling and Nick Riley defeated Bonesaw and Damian Corvin. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, back to the States, Russell, po Russell Pro, welcome back. From New Jersey on Fight TV. Bobby Wayward defeated Tony Nese. Crowbar defeated Justin Carino. Brian Myers defeated Dirty Dango, also known as Fandango, so that's his new name. Uh, Mac McIntosh defeated Carlito. That's not cool. Uh, for the Impact Knockouts title, champion Deanna Perrazzo defeated Mercedes Martinez by DQ. So I don't believe that is uh, Mercedes' only time at the championship. Let's hope not. And for the WrestlePearl Silver title six-way match, Aaron Rourke defeated champion Eddie Edwards, followed by Kevin Blackwood, the world-famous cheeseburger, and Zach Gowan. And Zach Gowan's still performing out there. To Limitless Wrestling Euphoria from Maine, Alec Price defeated Brad Cashew, Lee Moriarty, and Nola Kitano. 
for the Limitless World Title. Anthony Anthony Green retained his championship, defeating Daniel Garcia. As you all know, Anthony had relinquished that uh, title without losing it as he went to the WWE NXT, got buried there and came back and won it back. So nice to see that. To International Wrestling Cartel, Super Indy 20 from Pennsylvania. Uh, that was on Fight TV. Uh, I'll just go through the final match, which was Cole Carter defeating Anthony Green. So Anthony had a busy weekend there. I'm sure the Limitless was taped. Uh, yeah, good at that. Then to International Wrestling Syndicate. Scarred for Life 2021 from Montreal, Canada. Uh, for their women's title, champ, uh, Veda Scott defeated champion Ada Stark to become the champion. I forgot to throw that in because Veda doesn't wrestle that much. To AAA Wrestling. Uh, this is a rugged show. So we had uh, referee Tarantes, La Parca Negra, and Superfly defeating Fabio Apache, Mr. Iguana, and Nino Hamburguesa. I have to go back and watch this show because I completely missed it. Uh, Tejano Jr., Ray Escorpion, and Taurus, who are the World Trios champions, defeated uh, Ramis, Mrs. Cease Jr., and Octagon Jr. In what had been an awesome match there. Then Chessman, Lady Shani, and Pagano defeated Bismarck Negro Jr., Chick Tormenta, and Latigo by DQ. I'm sure a cool show, nonetheless. To Sunday, October... 17th, Stardom, uh, Gaza Stardom Tag League, day one took place. Uh, tag League ma matches, Hazuki and Koguma defeated Hinari, Hanan and Rina, sorry about that. Uh, Fukigen Death and Saki Kashima defeated Saki Kamatani and Yutami Ashita. A uh, bit of a shocker there. Uh, Ruaka and Starlight Kid went to a 20 minute draw against Azumi and Momo Watanabe. And then we had Micah and Siri defeated Mina Sirikawa and Tam Nakano. Uh, Ice Ribbon, new Ice Ribbon, 11.52. For the Triangle Ribbon title match, Rina Singaki defeated Miko Ono and champion Totoro Sasuki to become the champion. Uh, Unsanctioned Pro, 14, 1,000 rounds. Uh, as they're doing a hyper-violence uh, tournament. So we had Luxus Montez defeated Agus Kogart and Janai Kai. Alex Clone defeated Connor Claxton and Lord Crew. Kevin Blackwood defeated Calvin Tankman and Reed Bentley. And Jake Something defeated Mayan Reed and Tim. Uh, for the unsanctioned pro heavyweight title, champion Cole Radrick defeated Danhausen. Uh, then we had Beyond and uh, Women's Wrestling Revolution. Masa Slamovich presents Borscht at the Beach. <laughs> Pretty nice title. Uh, this was taped back in September. Uh, so it was shown on IWTV. Uh, I'll just say this match. Uh, we had... Where's Masa's match? Masha took on Ali Catch. And during the match, Ali... Held Masa up in a, you know, fireman's carry and ran her across the beach and dropped her in the ocean. 
she did Death Valley Driver in Notion. Uh, pretty fun spot, but somehow my muscles came back and won. About the only cool thing about that show, uh, we had Al Price defeat Chris Dickinson, and Layla Harsh defeated Killer Kelly in a pretty good match for 10 minutes. Uh, Thursday, October 21st, Time Bomb Wrestling is Forever from Dilworth, Minnesota on IWTV. Orion V defeated Alex Zane, Kevin Koo defeated Brian Keith. And the Suzuki tour continue with him defeating Dominic Greeny and a single leg crab. Pretty, pretty good match there. Uh, Beyond Wrestling Uncharted Territory Episode 3. Uh, Matt Mikowski actually defeated Davey Richards at a 16 minute classic. Uh, check that out if you can. Friday, October 22nd, Pizza Three Ultra, also from Skull. Uh, this might be a spoiler since it was not really shown, I believe, anywhere. Uh, so we had Steve Madison defeated JTG. Juicy Finale defeated the one called Manders. Jay Vidal, Jay Vidal and Matt Vandegrift defeated Class and Lucas Riley. And then led to a PCW Ultra Lightweight Heavyweight title match, which is Jay, Jay Vidal defeating Matt Vandegrift. So Jay is your new title holder. Uh, for the women's title, Viva Van defeated champion Ruby Reyes to become the champion as well. Uh, the Blood Hunter defeated Two Cold Scorpio. For the PCW Ultra Heavyweight title, champion Hammerstone defeated Alex Kane. And for the PCW Ultra Tag Titles, Jacob Fatu and Joseph Samuel, who are champions, defeated Danny Limelight and Slice Boogie. Uh, back here in Chicago for Freelance Killer Clown from Logan Square. Up at the Logan Square Auditorium and IWTV. Uh, in a six-way scramble match, of course, Darius Luttrell defeated Brave and Fett, Bryce Benjamin, Danger Mask, Misa Kate, and Save Engage. Uh, quickly then, after the match, Frank the Clown and Robert Anthony dragged Isaiah Velasquez to beat him down in the middle of the ring and then pilmanized his left arm. Uh, in doing so, Kylie Ray tried to come out and save the night going to eat a big boot from Ego Anthony, uh, leading to Frank the Clown pilmanizing her left leg, her right leg, my right leg, my fault, uh, in a disgusting display of the two being down, both her, both people, both Isaiah and Kylie. Ego then gave a promo demeaning Kylie and her struggles back with freelance and her personal life. Uh, more on that, more on that later on. Uh, for the Freelance World title tournament, first round match, uh, Robert Anthony stayed in the ring to, to defeat Angel Escalera, uh, who, who, who tried to defend his uh, teachers. Uh, nice try, but uh, just a little short there. With, of course, Frank interfering a couple times. Then we had Effie defeated Wes Barkley. Alfonso Gonzalez defeated Project Lennox in his penultimate match. Uh, Alfonso Held, uh, put his legs on the ropes to get the pinfall. Now, Monix was supposed to take on Kylie Ray later tonight with Freelance Underground, but as of 5 o'clock, there has been no um, announcement of what's going on. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, in a non title two way match, the Bang Bros of August Matthews and Davy Bang defeated champions Bucky Collins and Mikey McFinnigan. Of, yeah, McFinnigan. And 
Marino T and Philly C. Pretty cool match there. For the new Texas Pro title, champion Brian Keith defeated Storm Grayson. A really good match there. And then in another freelance world title tournament match, Craig Mitchell defeated Trevor Outlaw. Even though Frank the Clown interviewed like five times in this match, I don't know how Craig pulled that out, but he did. So nice to see that. Uh, to GCW's Josh Burnett's Bloodsport number seven. And there was no blood yet again. Uh, this was on Fight TV. So Yoyet was back in action, defeating Starbuck Charlie. Don't get him mad. He will beat the living snot out of you. Uh, same with Zayda Zhang. She defeated KZT. She beat her down really good. Clark Connors defeated Royce Isaacs. Marina Shafir defeated Masa Slamovich. Uh, nice to see that happen. Uh, Marina back in action, I mean. Uh, J.R. Krotos uh, pretty much knocked out Calvin Tankman. Uh, Tom Lawler defeated Alex Coughlin. Uh, Davy Richards defeated Yuyo Yumura. A real good match there. Uh, Yuyo put, showed a lot of uh, strength in that match. He almost won it a couple times. Uh, Josh Burnett defeated Tiger Ruas. And Monero Suzuki defeated Chris Dickinson. Oh, that was an a single leg crap. My fault. He didn't, that didn't happen in the other match. Uh, but yeah, so they finally ended their, hopefully ended their beef with that match. Uh, CMLL, uh, Mystico defeated Ultimo Guerrero, and Titan and Valdo Jr. defeated Templario, Templario and TJP. Uh, so TJP made it down to Mexico for a match. Nice to see. Then earlier today, Saturday, October 23rd, Tokyo Chappelle was back in action. Uh, Hikari Noe defeated Pam Harajuku. Uh, May St. Michelle and Saki Sama defeated Nodaka Tenma and Raku. And Maki Iro with Miyamoto Shita defeated. No, and with Moko Miyamoto defeated Mizuki, Yuka Sakazaki, and Suzumi. Uh, before I go, I would like to promote Pro Wrestling Tees Tag Me In t shirts. Uh, this is professional wrestlers. Here we go. We got that. And if you're watching on YouTube, I've just put up a little page. Uh, professional wrestlers from around the world have come together to raise awareness for mental health with the launch of the new Tag Me In initiative. The goal of Tag Me In is to normalize a conversation about mental health, rid the mental health stigma, and reiterate that, that those affected are never alone. So get yours before the month is over. I know I will, uh, even more so with the sad news earlier today of Kylie Ray taking another break due to declining mental health. Uh, I won't go into much what she tweeted, but she did say she has been struggling since mid-August, um, which obviously cannot be easy to keep performing uh, with all that going on. So, yeah, um, if you can... Go to Wrestling Tees or even eBay.com for and slash Impact Wrestling uh, to get your shirts uh, if you can. Uh, I want to say this: I doubt that you will ever ever hear this, but from the bottom of my heart, I'm behind you, Brianna. Uh, whether it is a long break or a complete walk away, you are not alone. You are one of the sweetest people I have ever met, and I just want to say, 
you are loved, people are behind you, and I just want whatever's best for you to happen. So take it easy and do what you have to do. Um, so yeah, that's wrap for me. Till next time uh, with uh, more shows and recaps. Don't forget to keep enjoying the wrestling world how you like it, wherever you can watch or listen. Uh, nice to know AEW things like I do. <laughs> You'll find that out probably sooner or later. Uh, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed the cut. Keep safe. Take care. And be kind, everyone. Back to you, Tom. All right. Thank you, Charlie. And uh, for those of you that have not checked it out yet, make sure head over to YouTube or any of the podcasting platforms. Listen to the replay of me and Charlie with our uh, play-by-play from Warrior Wrestling last weekend. It was an awesome show. As always, Warrior Wrestling never disappoints. So make sure go check out the replay from Warrior Wrestling Sweet 16. Uh, you know, listen listen to our commentary. Get get the replay on fight. But one way or another, you need to check this show out because warrior puts on an amazing show every single time and this was no exception so uh right now i'm actually going to cut to an interview i did earlier this week uh this interview is with rabbi jeremy fine and he is the founder and uh promoter booker owner operator ceo for second wrestling they've got their first event called creation coming up in december uh, so make sure you check that out. Follow them on social media. But uh, so yeah, I'm gonna throw it right now to that interview with uh, Jeremy Fine talking all about second wrestling. What's going on, everybody? This is Tom with Catch Hook and Shoot, and I am talking right now live via Zoom with Mr. Jeremy Fine. He is the founder of Second Wrestling. How are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm doing great, Tom. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. This is my first piece of press. For second wrestling so i'm excited and a little bit nervous oddly which i don't really get for these things <laughs> oh that's that's awesome i'm i'm happy to happy to have you on the show and i'm excited to be the the first one that you're on that's awesome <laughs> I, so uh yeah second wrestling what uh you know you've got your first event coming up in december but before we get into the event itself tell me about how did second wrestling come about how did you decide to uh get into this insane world of promoting pro wrestling yeah, so the, 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 the name second actually comes from, it's a play on first wrestling, which is mm-hmm. Eric Cannon's promotion in Minnesota, where I, I was for a while. And Eric, um, I'm not going to say we ran shows together, but he started hosting uh, shows at the synagogue. We did them a little bit together. We had like an offshoot brand called Temple of Wrestling, where they were sort of Jewish-themed shows. Not all the wrestlers are Jewish, but, you know, Colt Cabana was our champion. We brought in some Jewish wrestlers. Uh, we had uh, Lisa Marie Barone, or uh, WWE fans know her as Victoria. Um, we had, um, who else did we have that I'm trying to think of right now? They're off the top of my head is, uh, oh, Chris Masters. So we had some some names uh, and, you know, it really took off. We, we, we sold out um, almost all those tickets we were planning on selling on the first show. And then we expanded on the second show. And each, it was a Minnesota Blizzard Wednesday night sold out. Wow. So it was amazing. And Minnesota Blizzards are, are real blizzards. I mean, those are, those are, those are real things. Yeah, so, I, I know. Uh, I know what Chicago Blizzards are like. And I've heard <laughs> Minnesota's 10 times worse. So if you sold out a show in that, it had to be good. <laughs> yeah. So it was great and a great show. And then, you know, we had our third show and people were stoked about it. And then uh, COVID hit. And Actually, Eric was the first meeting, Eric Cannon was the first meeting I had, like, in person, um, 
and we talked about how do we do these safely and outside of warrior wrestling which obviously you know very well which was doing these outdoors you know we really wanted to make sure the fans were safe the wrestlers were safe and we put on three shows during covid um and two shows a day so of, of those days um, it was the only thing i did really during covid was go to these shows because i felt they were so safe because i was taking care of them and, and, and eric cannon who's really he's really the best i mean i really can't uh talk enough about about uh eric and um and then we did one final show called Exodus, which was sort of my departure. Um, and it had Trey Lamar on it, uh, Scott Steiner, Rhino, Colt Cabana, of course, was the, was the champ. Really um, an amazing show. Uh, it also had Allison Kay and Heather Monroe, who were, you know, just put on amazing match, the two of them. Uh, they, they just have great chemistry in the ring. And, uh, you know, I pitched this idea to Cannon and Colt Cabana, who I, I've known for a long time. Um, and that I wanted to sort of start my own thing in the Chicago suburbs, North suburbs, because there's really nothing out here, at least consistently. Um, there hasn't been a show out here in a while. And I was looking at different venues. Uh, we were really fortunate to have an incredible partner in what's called the Bernard Langer JCC Jewish Community Center. This is not a Jewish show. So second wrestling, while I'm a rabbi and will play a role, we can talk about representation and why I think that's important, but it was just the best venue for us in terms of size, in terms of location. Uh, we're actually in the midst of negotiating a, a second location, uh, not actually really close down the street, um, but you know, we felt really comfortable, the date worked, um, and we're really excited. Uh, I have a team of guys who are just huge wrestling fans who are excited to sort of see how this runs. Uh, you know, I've learned watching first wrestling for a while. For anyone who has never been to a Wrestlepalooza and you're ever looking to travel, like what are some of the best shows in the country? Wrestlepalooza, which First Wrestling puts on at First Avenue, um, is really amazing. So this, the name also is a nod to the, my city in Chicago, but also Second Wrestling. And that's why it's a two, because first is spelled the I is both in one. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, That that's awesome. I mean, I, I applaud you for, uh, you know, just for taking the initiative and, you know, just kind of diving in to, to start up a new, uh, a new promotion here. I can't imagine it'd be easy. I mean, I, I, you know, I, my, my extent of my involvement in wrestling is doing this podcast because I've heard stories from promoters and from wrestlers and everything in between. And it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's hectic. Yeah. You know, I think that here's a slight difference about, I, 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 first of all, this might sound horrible, and it's probably not a great business model, but I'm not really in this to make money, right? I am in it to cut even, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, if I, you know, if I make money, it's probably gonna feed my baseball card collection, uh, I have it. Um, but, you know, there's, um, I do it, I'm doing it because um, for a few reasons. One, I, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Um, what, being a part of these shows in Minnesota was so fun and awesome. Uh, number two is I think um, maybe because of my gig, uh, my full-time gig, which is a rabbi of a wonderful congregation in Deerfield, Illinois, um, is that uh, there's a certain ethics, code of ethics. Um, I can be very honest with you is that um, some of the, I, I have a minimum, I, I have a, a minimum point that I will pay. And some of the wrestlers actually asked for under that. And I said, just so you know, I pay, a, a, like I'm going to pay everyone at minimum this amount. Um, because I, I heard stories and I've, I've listened to 
to to Eric Cannon. I've listened to uh, Paul Cabana about the bad things in wrestling, and mm -hmm. I would like to extract them from anything we do. Um, we want to make sure that the the wrestlers are happy. Um, what I found with First Wrestling, also working beside them, was that if you if you treat your sponsors right, you treat the wrestlers right, if you treat the venue right, um, everyone wins. Then the fans get the best show, and everyone's happy. And you know. Almost everyone I'm going to work with, almost everyone is either someone I've worked with or been referred to. There's mm -hmm. a few people I'm taking flyers on, but I, I did some background checks and, and, and people vouch for them, people I trust vouch for them. Um, and the, the last thing is that, you know, the last couple of years uh, in wrestling, it's been great that all these big promotions, obviously AEW and, and the growth of ROH and Impact coming back and all these things. Um, there's been, a, there's been a lot of talk about representation, women, um, black wrestlers. And we, when we were first, we made sure that was um, a big deal, right? The, some of the headline matches, you know, Allison Cavers, Helen Monroe, who doesn't want to see that match, right? right. So uh, Trey Lamar and Dante Martin, I mean, ACH and, and uh, Darius Martin, best match I've ever seen live. I mean, that was unbelievable. And, you know, there's a little bit, a lack of Jews in wrestling. Obviously you have Cole Cabana, you have MJF, you've had Barry Horowitz, um, but even guys like uh, Chris Masters or Lisa Marie Veron, Victoria, you wouldn't have known unless you actually talked them and interviewed them about it. Um, and so having a rabbi in wrestling allows for, you know, some of the kids who grew up watching wrestling to see um, themselves. Um, and not just in an announcer role or a Paul Heyman role. Um, obviously, Paul Heyman may be the most famous Jew in, in, in Goldberg and Macho Man. But there's a long history that, you know, we don't talk about. And so this will give, I hope, every, you know, kids that anyone can be a part of this world. And we can make it a better world um, for everyone. And I think, I think it's, we've already started. And I'm using we as the global we, um, right. that it's a place everyone can be and, and share and ask questions. And, uh, you know, after the shows, a lot of the wrestlers and, and some of the fans will talk to me about, you know, the synagogue or, or being Jewish. And I welcome that, those discussions, because if we don't know each other, we're, we're going to be lesser of a people um, as a whole. That, and I mean, that's, that's fantastic. And like you said, some of, some of those names that you put out there, like, uh, you know, like Lisa Marie, who I, who I've met numerous times. Uh, she, she is just an amazing person uh, or like Macho Man or Chris Masters. I, I had no idea, honestly. I yeah. mean, it's not, it's typically not a subject that you bring up in just normal conversation, meeting, meeting a wrestler at a meet and greet or something like that. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's definitely very cool. And also what you said about, you know, having the, uh, the minimum and just doing right by everybody. You would think that in any kind of business, that's just common sense. Just do right by, you know, the people that are working for you and your your venue and all this kind of stuff. But it, it seems to throughout the history of wrestling, I'm not going to say it's, you know, the same now or as bad as it was way back when. But, you know, that that just doesn't seem to be something that clicks with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of wrestling promotions. Yeah, I mean, it's not sure it's not easy. It, it is expensive to put on a show, at least if you want. You know, I'm bringing in, you know, we, we haven't talked to the card yet, but, you know, bring in. Uh, Cole Cabana and bringing in besties in the world and, and and bringing in some of these names it does add up not just not just their price but travel and stay and things that you you, you want to make sure they're taken care of 
and, and it's hard. And, and then there's the startup costs, like things you don't think of, like t-shirts or mm-hmm. uh, the ring bell. And ring bell isn't expensive, but it all adds up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So, so um, you know, I don't know how I, my hope is, again, if I cut even, I can do these all the time. If I don't cut even, then, uh, you know, second wrestling will probably have two shows and we'll call it quits. <laughs> but um, there's, uh, I, I get it. I get why it's hard to do that. And there's also an old school mentality where like you have to earn your way to make 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks. And, you know, they're, they're still entertaining. And in any other world, people, they would only do that for free if, if they had to. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think that today's wrestlers have options and we want to treat them kindly. And I, and also another thing, like, um, I can't bring in a full card of, you know, 75 people. We're only going to run two hour shows because they're very, very kid friendly and family friendly. That's going to be a huge differentiation between us. You'll never, you'll probably never see weapons. Maybe one day we'll do a total offshoot just for the parents, but I want the kids to really enjoy it. There'll be multiple, there'll be different representation on the show. Um, Women will always be highlighted on our show. Um, But there's uh, a a certain amount of, you know, real understanding and kindness that sort of I want to infuse. And it might, it's counterculture, which I hope is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you, uh, cause you hear so much about, uh, promotions like, uh, GCW where you get a lot of the street fights and blood and guts type stuff. And there's definitely an audience for that. I, I got nothing against, you know, death matches and hardcore wrestling, that kind of thing. It's not my favorite, but I got nothing against it, but you don't hear too much about, well, you know, th- this is all about family entertainment, you know, which warrior wrestling is one that's very good with that. I do a lot of work with them, as you know. So it, it's good to hear, you know, more of that. Yeah, you know, we got little stuff we're going to hand out. We tried to do a little bit more, but again, that budget adds up. Like, yeah. if you want to add certain elements, um, but, you know, the, you know, the talent will all be reminded. There's no swearing on the show. Uh, there's no taking it to the to the crowd unless it's unless it's specifically something we've all approved um you know i want to make sure that everyone feels safe and everyone feels supported and every and every fan whether they're four years old or 40 years old goes home happy and I think we can do that. Uh, my kids will be there. They'll be in the front row. They'll be my little, my little one will be screaming a little bit more uh, <laughs> as she does. But, um, you know, we did that at the synagogue and that's what I'm going to sort of be bringing here is a, is a really family friendly, if not kid centric uh, show, but everyone can join. I mean, like, for example, one thing a lot of shows make their money on is alcohol, but we won't be serving beer. Um, we have other things that we hope to serve, but, you know, that's just, that's just not what the clientele that I'm aiming for as it's also one o'clock on a Sunday, but that's <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And I think, like I said, I think it's not, not necessarily an untapped market, but one that's not served predominantly it, with, with a lot of uh, independent promotion. So I think that's, that's very cool. So I'm, I've actually got your flyer up here on my, on my screen. I'm looking at some of the, some of the names that you've got already. And I mean, you've got some, you've got some pretty good names here. I mean, obviously front and center is Colt Cabana, AEW star. Uh, so obviously he's going to be there. Uh, Trevor Outlaw, somebody who I know pretty well from, uh, from Warrior. Nice guy, kind of keeps some questionable company at times. 
<clears throat> Frank the Clown, but um, <laughs> you know, good good enough guy. <laughs> so what the um, like what are what are some of the some of the other names? I don't want to just run down the list here. Give us sure. some, some of the other names. So who are we really excited about? You know, uh, besties in the world. Uh, you know, I humbly believe they're the best tag team that's not in a promotion, if not better than most of the best tag teams that are in promotion. I first saw them at AAW, uh, which was my first indie show, and I just thought they were the best. Um, they, uh, Billy Starks, uh, who has gone to first wrestling a lot and was one of my first calls. Uh, she's phenomenal. And, you know, if we're going to do a kid centric show, there's probably no one better than Billy Starks, um, right now on the independence, uh, Blair Onyx will play a large role. Uh, she's also worked with her a bunch of times. Uh, you know, she brings a certain, uh, style that I think is really unique. Yeah, I, I actually just saw her for the first time on Saturday at the Warrior Show, and I was I was impressed with her. I I thought she was very good. She was on the uh, one of the uh, the the uh, pre match show or uh, pre show matches, yeah. and I, I thought she was really good. So yeah, she's great. Um, Eric Cannon, of course, is going to be on the show. We announced today that uh, Darren Corbin, uh, who I have some unfinished business with, apparently in the ring. Yeah, I saw I saw that on uh, I saw that on Twitter. You you gave him a stunner. <laughs> Did I read uh, that right? I, I'm definitely the only rabbi ever to give anyone a stunner in the middle of the ring. Um, you know, listen, he crossed the line in a match uh, where he was uh, in a three way match uh, for the Uptown VFW Championship against Eric Cannon and Devon Monroe, who will likely at some point make his way to uh, second wrestling with big uh, Devon Monroe fans. Uh, and Corbin uh, got my face, and uh, the loudmouth mercenaries never stood across the ring from a rabbi who's bigger than him, faster than him, and put him in his place. Very nice. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's one name on this flyer that I am not familiar with, but her her gear really caught my eye. Pizza Cat Junior. <laughs> oh no! So <laughs> Pizza Cat is. Not stuck in the alley. She's not coming out. I think you have an oh. old flyer. <laughs> oh, it might be an old flyer. Okay, I'm sorry. I just I just grabbed one off of your off your Twitter page here. Okay, I'm like, who who is this? I've never seen her before, so I was curious. So she will not be there, though. Not be there. No. Okay, gotcha. No. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> and uh, so I know you haven't announced any of the actual matches for the card yet. When when can that be expected? So we 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 did. Uh, we did announce one thing, which is that the actual matches aren't announced, but uh, we're going to have a tournament that's going to begin at um, at this show uh, at Creation, which will have three matches likely. Um, that will be a tournament to decide uh, who's in the championship match for the first belt uh, championship uh, title match. So you can expect some sort of tournament to, to begin, and we should announce that in the next week or two. Uh, you'll also um, see some faces that are probably new to Chicago. I know at least three guys have never wrestled in the area. Uh, so one's coming in from Germany. His name is Yuval Goldschmidt, uh, will be on the card. Um, the other is Nate Bach from uh, uh, Detroit. Um, we're excited about Nate. And Corey O'Neill, who's a, a wrestler down in Texas, uh, will be making his way up. Uh, so we're excited to, to welcome them. And uh, they'll all be a part of something, um, which I won't. And then we're, we, have other, we have other guys coming in and, and, and women as well who we're excited about. Again, you know, there's, there's seven matches on the card to 
at this moment, um, but anything can change uh, at any time. And, uh, you know, I imagine you'll also see me somewhat in the ring at, at some point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, like they always say, card subject to change. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, awesome. So um, yeah, tell everybody, you know, uh, as far as the show, give, give us the, the details, the date, location, where, where they can get tickets, all that kind of good stuff and where we can find you on, on social media and all that. Sure. Yeah. So we're, we're right now, we're just on Twitter and Facebook as we grow. We're at second, second wrestling with a two as instead of the S for second at second wrestling uh, on Twitter and Facebook. The, the, the event is uh, listed on Eventbrite. Uh, just type in second with a two, you'll find it. Uh, tickets are $30 for ringside and $15 for general admission. We're going to be, uh, it's December 12th at the Bernard Wanger JCC, which is in Northbrook, Illinois. I think it's 300 Revere uh, Drive. Um, and it's going to be a great time. We have some wonderful, wonderful sponsors already lined up for the show, which also help keep the ticket costs as low as we can to um, also make sure that everyone is, you know, taken care of and, and has a great time. Um, and, you know, big shout out to the, to the JCC, which is the Jewish Community Center for wanting to host this. Um, it's a, they're taking a flyer on what we do and we're taking a flyer on them and uh, we're excited for the, the matchmaking that's gonna happen, no pun intended. Uh, and I hope people will show up and support. And uh, listen, I think the other piece is anytime you get a chance to see Cole Cabana uh, on the North Shore of Chicago, that's a huge, huge treat that doesn't come around that that often. Yeah, definitely. And then I think I think everybody knows Colt Cabana is all about Chicago. I mean, he's literally the poster boy for pro wrestling tees. So yeah, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> we, we saw two of his billboards just on the way down to Warrior Wrestling this past weekend on the highway. And there there's tons of them all over the city. So his, his face is everywhere. Yeah, you got the stars here. You know, Chicago runs through um you know through my veins as well he, he and i uh, grew up down the street from each other so uh, oh okay yeah so um you know he, we've known him i know him a while we have uh um uh, friends in common and uh you know i think he's done incredible things for professional wrestling uh and especially independent wrestling and paved the way for you know a lot of what's going on now is 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 cole cabana's brain trust um <laughs> Yeah, and I mean the pretty much the entire concept of a wrestling podcast. I mean, he he started all that, you know, as far as far as I'm aware, he was a, one of the one of the first, if not the first, to do to do a wrestling podcast. So, you know, he he's got major contributions both in and out of the ring. So yeah, he's got two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah, definitely a, a diversified kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, a good human being. Um, and that's you know, he's part of the dark order, which, you know, gives him a little bit of edge, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Colt, Colt is one. I've never had the opportunity to meet him, believe it or not. I mean, I'm from Chicago. I've lived in Chicago my entire life. I've been a wrestling fan forever. Never had the chance to meet Colt Cabana. <laughs> you know, he's, he's an incredible, he's just an incredible wrestler. I, I don't think I've ever seen him. I've seen him on a lot of shows and, um, every match he puts on is the match of the night. And, um, in terms of just getting the crowd um, excited. Um, and, you know, he held the belt uh, at Temple of Wrestling, which was the, the precursor to this, uh, which hangs in my man cave. Um, oh, nice. Because <laughs> that belt is retired. Uh, but, um, 
you know, now maybe he'll have an opportunity uh, to strike gold again at second wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, just from what we know so far, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome show. It sounds like it's going to be a great place to, you know, bring kids and just have like a family, you know, Sunday afternoon outing. It sounds, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome time. So I'll, uh, yeah, I, I know I'm actually going to be at a Warrior show that day, but I definitely am going to want to, you know, hear about this and find out more information and like, you know, hopefully you guys will keep rolling and be successful. Cause I definitely want to make it out to some of your shows and, you know, see, uh, you know, expand myself. So. Yeah, it'll be great. You know, we have, we also have some really great local talent who um, I've just gotten to know a little bit. So uh, pick and pop or, or a new tag team in, in the Chicago line area. Um, uh, Davey bang and August Matthews will be there. Uh, so, and we got some guys uh, coming in from, from really all over the Midwest and, and, and somewhat the world. So it should be, it should be a great show. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen Davey bang quite a few times also where he is, he is phenomenal. He is very, yeah. very good. Yeah. So absolutely. That, We're excited to have him. All right. Well that, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up here. We've, uh, but uh, yeah, second wrestling, Jeremy fine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it sounds like you're going to have a fantastic debut show with some of the names that you've got. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. Yeah. Well, happy to have you. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you for taking the time. I and mean, I will, you know, definitely have you on the show again. So, uh, you know, possibly after the first show, see how, uh, how much success you have. Absolutely. And hopefully it'll be, uh, you know, through the roof. Hopefully you sell out Thank and you. just have them hanging from the rafters, as they say. <laughs> we love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Have a great one. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that was my interview with Rabbi Jeremy Fine about uh, Second Wrestling, brand new indie company starting up here in Chicago. Go check them out on social media. Uh, check out their uh their upcoming debut event creation coming up in December. Uh, if you're going to be in the Chicago area, grab your tickets to that. It so sounds like it's shaping up to be a really good show. So uh, I definitely suggest you guys check it out. And like I said, give them a follow. So right now we're going to get into my, uh, uh, my, I guess, rankings as it were for the week. Um, yeah. Just uh, the one, the, you know, wrestlers, people that I thought had the, uh, the biggest impact on this particular week. And that is the top five. All right, first up on the top five is Xavier Woods, brand new King of the Ring. Uh, like I said a little while ago, he was lobbying, campaigning to bring back the King of the Ring tournament. And this has been a dream of his since he was a kid wanting to be the WWE King of the Ring. And now he's accomplished that. And the, just the support that he got from all the fans and the reactions he got, both winning the tournament and from his coronation on SmackDown was just amazing. So, uh... Yeah, and, and he now every member of the New Day has had some type of major accomplishment outside of the team as an individual with, uh, of course, Kofi and Big E both being WWE champions and now Woods being the king of the ring. i got to say New Day probably at this point has to be rated the number one faction in the history of WWE. I mean, as far as longevity, team accomplishments, individual accomplishments, uh, New Day can do no wrong, apparently. So, so uh, yeah, congrats to uh, Xavier Woods again for uh, becoming king of the ring. Number two on the top five, Kazuchika Okada. Talked about that a little while ago. Winner of the G1 Climax Tournament going on to get the World Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom. 
Uh, number three, Jordan Grace, first ever Impact Digital Media Champion, which I talked about this title a while ago. People, you know, had some stuff to say. Oh, Digital Media Champion. It, guys, it's the equivalent of a TV title. You know, digital media is pretty much the standard today. You know, back in the 80s, it was all about TV. You know, now you fast forward to, to the 2020s. It's all about digital media. It's all about streaming and online stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Digital Media Champion makes complete sense as far as I'm concerned. And Jordan Grace is your first Digital Media Champion. So, congratulations to her as well. Number four, Mickey James. Uh, again, your new Impact Knockouts Champion. First time she's held that title, I believe, since 2013. So, uh, you know, she uh, got the victory over Deanna Perrazzo at Bound for Glory. And uh, number five, Trey Miguel picking up the X Division Championship. So he is now a, a double champion because he is still the Warrior Wrestling Champion as well. So, uh, you know, I uh, got to support, uh, always got to support my Warrior guys. So uh, Trey Miguel actually got to talk to him a little bit last weekend. Uh, just an awesome guy. Uh, he did steal one of my markers, though, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I, 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 you know, don't don't mind uh, losing a Sharpie to, uh, to Trey. So... But, uh, yeah, Trey Miguel, your brand-new X Division champion. So let's get into the next segment of the show here where I get to play a kind of armchair promoter, and I'm talking about the Fantasy Booker. All right, so the Fantasy Booker... This week, this is a match that's going to happen, in my opinion. So I'm I'm just putting it out there now so I can say, hey, I called it. Um, actually, this was a, a rumor that was floating around a couple weeks ago, too, because of uh, a, a picture that was taken of Tony Khan with his, his little notebook. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm calling this right now as the finals for this championship eliminator tournament, and it's Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Now, now this, you know, and they've faced off before in WWE when, you know, Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose. But, uh, yeah, I got a feeling this will be a little bit different in AEW with uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley in there. And, uh, yeah, so that that's my pick for the final of the championship eliminator tournament that's going to take place at uh, at full gear. And, you know, I don't think it'll be a surprise to anybody if that is the final. I, I'm... You know that those are the two logical choices from the the bracket that's out there, um, but uh, so yeah, Moxley and Danielson they're they're gonna beat the hell out of each other, and I I'm having a hard time picking a winner. I'm I'm thinking probably Danielson because Moxley's been in the world title picture pretty much since he joined AEW, and he did hold the world title for quite a while already. Um, there has have not been any two-time champions yet so uh, i'm i'm going for brian danielson in this one but yeah i i think this match is going to take place at full gear it's going to be the finals of the championship eliminator tournament and i i'm leaning towards uh brian danielson to, to come out as the winner but uh, either way i can't wait to see the match so uh, I, guess, I guess it's really not technically a fantasy booker this time, but I don't care. <laughs> I just I want to see the match, and I think it's going to be just fantastic with these two guys. So getting into the final segment of the show here where I get to uh, kind of go off a little bit and maybe state a not-so-popular opinion, and that is the weekly hot take.
All right, so Eric Bischoff has has had a lot of stuff to say the last week or so about uh, some stuff that uh, Tony Khan had been saying and and talking about ratings and demos and when SmackDown went head-to-head with, with Rampage for a, a half an hour last Friday, and it's ridiculous. Ridiculous, You know, Bischoff talking about cosplay competition and saying he actually competed with WWE. Dude, shut up. You lost. Bottom line, you lost. Okay, yeah, you competed with WWE for all of 83 weeks, and then you got your ass handed to you. Now, granted, Bischoff wasn't there much longer after that 83-week span was over with. Fine. Fair. You know, you, you can't put the, the downfall of, of WCW on Eric Bischoff. But the the bottom line is, yeah, you competed for a little while and then you got the crap kicked out of you. So you're really not one to talk about any of this stuff. I mean, in, in my opinion, Tony Khan is being smart here. He's smart enough to build his product and his audience, you know, before he tries to go head to head. With WWE, if that's even in his plans, who knows? You know, I like the fact that they're not on at the same times right against each other because I want to watch both shows. I want to watch Raw. I want to watch SmackDown. I want to watch Rampage. I want to watch Dynamite. I like that none of them are on in the same days or at the same times, excuse me, because Rampage and SmackDown are both on Fridays. They're not on at the same time. One, You know, Rampage comes on right after SmackDown goes off. I like that. I like being able to watch both and not have to go back, you know, and, and watch one later. I like watching, you know, being able to watch all the shows live because mainly because there's no way to avoid spoilers these days. You know, they're, they're, it's just it, it's damn near impossible. So I like being able to watch all the shows live. I like that they're not head to head with each other. And that's just my opinion as a fan, you know, but uh I say Tony Khan is smart by not going head-to-head with them. Why would you? Why would you purposely go head-to-head with a company that has a 50-year head start on you? To me, that would be a stupid business decision. But it's a decision that Eric Bischoff made 20-some years ago. So, you know, what what does that say about him? But, uh, so yeah, that, that's my hot take for the week. Bischoff just needs to kind of let it go. Stop. You know, yes, you beat WWE for 83 weeks. You, you did fantastic. The NWO was, you know, was the thing back then. It was. And, and Bischoff was a, a genius in, in that era, that area and in that era and did, you know, beat WWE for those 83 weeks. But then... After those 83 weeks were done, the W where's WCW today? You know, so it is what it is. But anyway, that is going to wrap things up for this week. Again, I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, or subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to head to catchhookshoot.com for uh, all the videos and merchandise and podcasts and photo gallery and everything else that, that you can find over there head to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhook shoot for additional t-shirts that are not on the website make sure you're following on social media at catchhook shoot on all platforms you can find all that and more at our link tree which is link tree slash catchhook shoot or scan the little qr code right here in the corner and if you ever want to shoot us an email it's catchhook shoot at gmail.com 
So that's going to wrap everything up for this week. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for checking out the show. Make sure you check out our, uh, like I said, our replay of the uh, the play-by-play of me and Charlie from Warrior Wrestling Sweet 16 last weekend. That's on all the podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Definitely check out Second Wrestling. Give them a follow. Check out their first event coming up in December. Uh, like I said, it's shaping up to be a great show. Thank you again to uh, Rabbi Jeremy Fine for coming on the show and, and talking to me for a little bit. And I'm um, looking forward to hopefully doing some work with Second Wrestling in the future. I think it'd, it'd be... Uh, think it'd be a thrill to uh you know maybe maybe broadcast some of their events too like we do for warrior I'm, I'm just you know throwing that out there i think it'd be fun but uh yeah again thank you to everybody for checking out the show hope everybody has a great week enjoy all the great wrestling coming up this week and i will talk to you guys soon 